I am Darlene Roberts, founder and CEO of Fillmore Jazz Ambassadors. I'd like to introduce you to the Fillmore Jazz Ambassadors. The descendants of Africa have been making music on every part of the planet for a long, long, long time. Once Africans arrived on the American continent, their skills took over their instincts. Living in abundance in the motherland, there had been no shortage in what resources an African could draw from. As seamen from the outset of humanity, these men of the earth were ample in their oneness with natural elements. As whalers, as mariners, as frontiersmen and frontierswomen, as bulldogging, bronco-busting wranglers, as trappers, as scouts, and as domestic diplomats. Anything necessary to bring civilized conditions that could include educators, barbers, ministers, shamans, and voodoo queens. These are the benchmarks to how the West was truly one on the North American continent. Though the popular narrative hardly speaks of the way in which Africans settled the eastern lands of the continent and created prosperity for the free land held by the millions of immigrant Europeans arriving in the 19th century. It was the Africans who provided the light, the heat, textiles, shelter, protection, and entertainment during the hours of the evolution of the United States. And then, those forced to lay rail by chain gang on versioning railroads attest to new sounds they would repeat on piano keys in pine and turpentine camps in Harris County, Texas, who would lend to an evolving spirit of freedom and life, music, spirit, and dance. When San Francisco became the center of the whaling industry in 1870, the blood had not completely dried in the southern soil from the last man chained and whipped out of the vestige of slavery. But even before Reconstruction, the African man had heard the sounds of the tussle in the wells of the North Atlantic had understood the sound of wolves in the high Rocky Mountains and Sierras as he blazed the trail into the Northwest frontier. He knew the cry of the natives' whispers in the struggle to maintain buffalo herds and clean water. From Nantucket to New Orleans to San Francisco, Africans set the conditions
African had arrived at Veracruz with Cortez and tamed wild horses alongside vaqueros to bring cattle into domestic livestock. Now, in the 1800s, Africans would do the same in Texas, where the poor farmers given thousands of acres of free land to simply focus on livestock for hungry settlers across the plains. He was not a boy who tended cows. He was a skilled herder and wrangler whose skills enabled the great cattle drives from the Red River to San Francisco. And yes, singing the sounds heard across the prairie and southwest as was the mountain man tracker scout sounding his goat horn from the crest of the mountains, as was the whaler who made his way around Cape Horn to the yaw and deep bellow of mammal calls where shipwrecks amassed and hundred foot high violent swells as the Atlantic meets the Pacific. Spikes, eyes, and rails of steel lingered down the boogie-woogie, tonic underpinnings of what would evolve to jazz for both the free mind and the free man and free woman. By the 1870s, the boogie-woogie Piano keys played in pine tree rail camps of East Harris County, Texas, were moving along the rails to New Orleans, to Hot Springs, West Memphis, East St. Louis, to Kansas City, over to Naptown, to Chi-Town, to Cleveland, Gary, and Detroit, across the Erie to Pittsburgh, Buffalo, down the Hudson, to New York City, Camden County, Philly, Baltimore, D.C., Providence and Newport, Rhode Island, on through the Caribbean, across Panama, up the coast of San Francisco, Seattle, and Los Angeles. By the time of the 1915 International Panama Exposition at the foot of Fillmore Street in San Francisco, this music had been groomed in both New Orleans and Barbary Coast of San Francisco. Now, ready for the world stage in black clubs of Pacific Avenue, hosted by Buffalo Soldiers and Pullman Porters. Always need a second day job. Thank you.